I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show. I am so excited to have our next guest here. We have Sarah Schiller, who is the co-founder and co-CEO of Slumu. And if you don't know what Slumu is, you are going to find out and you are going to be so excited and definitely want to go to one of their incredible centers that they have. But Slumu is a creative and immersive brand known for its innovative and delightful, get ready for it, slime experience. So uh, Sarah co-founded Slumu to provide a unique and tactile way for individuals of all ages, not just for kids, to explore their creativity. And in the last 18 months, Slumu has expanded into four cities and has become a leading name in the world of sensory entertainment. I had never heard of sensory entertainment, and I'm super excited about this. We're going to get more from Sarah directly and, uh, and really about her journey and founding, co-founding this company, but also uh, just overall why she decided to do this and, and uh all of the things around the brand that you're going to be so excited to hear about. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Excited to be here. Very, very excited to have you. So can you share the inspiration behind starting Slumu? What led you to create a brand centered around sensory experience uh, with Slime? Yeah, so there's multiple factors that go into this. And I think as an entrepreneur, um, it's so hard that you need a lot of uh, motivating things to get you through getting stuff started. Um, Karen, my co-founder, and I have been friends now for 16 years. And um, she was with me during two really rough moments of my life. Um, the first was when my uh, oldest daughter, I have two, one now 16 and 12, was diagnosed with a rare genetic syndrome called Angelman syndrome um, that severely limited her ability to use her hands, to use language, to do any activities of daily living. And then about nine years ago, my husband of 17 years uh, had massive bilateral strokes and he became severely disabled and very limited in activities that he could do. So Karen was with me on that journey and she herself went through some really rough times. Um, she lost her husband to mental health issues, and she lost her cousin in the Parkland school shooting. And she went into a, a major, major depression and had a friend come over with her 10-year-old who brought slime. And Karen mm -hmm. said, I want to find out what slime of today is. Ended up diving in and four hours realized later, she realized she felt better and had been playing and felt joy. And she called me up and she's like, Sarah, you got to get some of this. And what happened to Karen and I, we both became adults, what's known as an adult slimer. 
But we also realized we were in our late 40s that we we needed and wanted to bring this to the world. Like everyone needed to get a little bit of this. And little did we know, of course, that we were heading into a pandemic because we started in 2019, but that people are now faced with really an there's an epidemic of loneliness. And mm-hmm. you know, the numbers of depression at all ages and it are going up and we've really found that slime is a way for people to tap into that joy, to play again, to get off their device and use their hands and tap into all force of your senses, four of the five. So um, what started out as really a personal um, level of fun, we were able to say, let's bring this to the world. So you're based in New York City. Mm -hmm. Was that your first, like, how did you go about actually creating your first environment? Well, one of the amazing things, and this is so important when you have a, a co-founder, is that we have a Venn diagram of a skill set. So I've focused on uh, business management, hospitality, the guest experience, Karen on marketing and talent, um, focusing on Instagram talent and the two of us really met in the middle of building a brand. So we always knew in the beginning that, and that's why we're called Slumu Institute, not a Slime Institute, because we're building a brand. And once we set up that that brand was focused on joy, play, sensory play, we were able very, very quickly to um, raise the money, identify the space, build out the experience. It's all it's all uh, immersive, hands-on that from concept to opening our doors was less than a year. Wow. That's amazing. That's that's super, super amazing. So did you actually build, what? where was your first center then? So it was in Soho. And originally it was intended to just be a six-month pop-up. And uh, I think the day that we opened our doors, we realized that this was a real business and there was more there than we, we thought. Um, We had to really skinny down during the pandemic, but we had grossed $5 million of revenue in the first four months. We had welcomed over 100,000 visitors. So the numbers were there. We just had to make it through. Who knew it was going to be a year-long, really tough time. Um, And we used that time to really do some of the strategy work for how to make this not just a pop-up, but a real full-time business and how do we grow it. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. 
They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And what were you doing before this? 
Yeah. So um, I have my MBA in finance and I was a management consultant. I also worked for Starwood Hotels, um, focused on branding and the guest experience. But I left Starwood in 2008 and opened up my own company called Meet Hospitality, where I revolutionized how people gather for meetings. So we had five locations in New York City that were soft seating, contemporary art, great food, great technology. And that business really fueled and ignited my passion as an entrepreneur. Um, I love building things and I love the the idea that you can um, have other people experience or enjoy what, what your vision is. I love that experience though, because typically people would think something like slime is just for kids, but obviously you're bringing together adults. Um, I probably during the pandemic, you were even seeing this where, you know, teams were coming together and wanting to create uh, with your slime and lots of people were doing Zoom team meetings um, over the time. So I love that you saw uh, that there was something beyond the demographic of kids. And this idea of sensory experiences um, using slime is just, it's kind of brilliant. I've definitely seen your location in Soho in in New York. And as we discussed, uh, I guess you're in four cities, you're going into a bunch of other cities as well. Yeah. And we, we realized that um, adults would be into it but we didn't really realize the amount of corporate corporate business team team building um, offsites that we would attract. Also, now now of course we're we're huge proponents of it. But this idea that when your hands are busy and you're not being distracted by your phone or a device, it actually makes people pay more attention in, in meetings and more mm-hmm. more attention to the person that they're speaking with. So. We started having meetings and bringing slime and people were saying, this is the best meeting I've gone to all year. <laughs> so it's, it's really tapping into that, um, uh, you know, allowing people, we say, to, to connect with themselves, uh, to really kind of all that garbage in your brain goes away and then connect with others because you're looking at them in the eye and you're not being drawn towards your phone. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you've you've touched on this that there's this need to for tactile experiences and and definitely it's it's a lot of fun. Um for sure. What is one of the stories that you've maybe heard from some of your customers how this has just sort of been one of the most fun afternoons or that they've had? I'd, I'd love to hear anything that you've heard from consumers. Yeah, we have some some great stories. One of our favorites is um, a grandmother who came and, uh, you know, sometimes we get pushed back. Like, I don't want to buy a ticket cause I'm not going to touch the slime. I'm just here with my grandchildren and I'm not going to do anything. And this one grandmother, uh, at the end wrote us a note and said, I realized that I needed this even more than my grandchildren. I had more fun than they did. And I'm coming back with my girlfriends for a girl's night out. To, for us to play and have fun and, and, and have joy. And, you know, we, we hear that over and over again, and you can almost change in the person, whether it's the dad who walks in with their arms crossed saying like, oh, I'm not going to touch this. You know, 10 minutes later, they're elbow deep in slime. Um, 
We also have had, and, and this has been a really interesting byproduct of what we created is um, really diverse families coming in with people who might have children on the autism spectrum, uh, adults on the autism spectrum, or really uh, any sort of um, disability coming in and seeing our workforce, because we have an a inclusive workforce, but also finding out how accessible the space is. Um, and that, you know, you don't, you, anyone can play when it comes down to it. And that uh, the families feel so welcome in our space. We had a school um, where all the children were in, in wheelchairs and the director was, was literally crying when she was leaving saying, this is the first time we've had a class really be able to engage in an experience. That's awesome. So you're in New York, Los Angeles, or you're opening in Los Angeles. Where in Los Angeles are you going into? We're going into South Fairfax, um, right across from the Grove. Uh, that will be later on in the summer. We just opened in Houston um, at the Marquee Entertainment Center, and that's a really fun, gorgeous spot. And then we're in uh, North Chicago and Buckhead in Atlanta. So we're, we're uh, spread out across the U.S., that's awesome. Do you foresee plans in the future where you're going to be going international? So right now we uh, we own all of our locations in North America. We are going to look strategically to license internationally. Um, the the cultural uh, implications and just construction and everything would be really difficult for us to do it ourselves. So we're looking for partners mm-hmm. who would license the brand. So strategically, that's that's a big initiative for us. There's a, a lot of um, regions across the world that we think or we know would be perfect for Slumu. Um, in particular, Korea, Japan, they're Singapore, they're slime crazy countries. Um, and then a lot of the countries in the Middle East that have large, large number of families as a percentage of the population and um, you know, are looking for indoors things to do. Yeah, no, I think it's it's going to be huge for sure. So when I think about this, even though you had the experience uh, working on meetings and companies, I mean, this is such a different chapter in your life. And it sounds like a very different chapter for your co-founder too. How did you get the courage to go and do something that is so audacious as, uh, you know, working on slime? How did you think about it? It's it's interesting because we've done something that's never been done before. And that's such a rarity on the planet to be able to do. We don't, no one had ever created a slime kitchen that's making 600 gallons of slime a day. Um, no one had created some of the experiences we have where like you can slingshot slime, you can walk on slime. You know, we have a custom DIY bar. So um, we probably have what I think is a good dose of fearlessness that I think all entrepreneurs have and you have to have, um, which is enough fearlessness, but that you're not reckless. So Mm -hmm. having the ability to run financial models, look at the bottom line, um, focusing on building a brand, what's critical, what isn't, what do you include, using that brand lens to make all decisions. 
having someone like Karen, who's uh, an expert in influencer marketing and allowed us to get off the ground using her, her natural skill set. Um, it all came together wrapped in this package of fearlessness. And one of the things I say to our team all the time is um, now that we're bigger and we know better, like we can't operate from a position of fear. Um, we, mm-hmm. we can be smart and we can use data and make great decisions, but we can't operate from a position of fear because you, you won't con- really continue to grow or innovate. Yeah, no, it's such great advice. And you've obviously, you know, been a successful entrepreneur and grown another company in the past. So you know that, you know, firsthand and I totally agree. So you're not just in the business of creating um, experiences, but you're also, uh, it, you know, which is kind of a service business, but you're also in the physical product business. You talked about creating these vats of slime. How fun would that be uh, on many levels? Uh, but is what is probably the most challenging uh, thing that you have to deal with with this company? I mean, you've got a lot of different components that probably, you know, the consumer just sees this bright, fun experience. You've got to get that right. But there's a lot of pieces here. There's direct to consumer. There's, you know, the employees. There's, you know, making sure that the environments are safe. Like, what is something that you think, like, I had no idea how hard it was going to be? Yeah. Well, the, the, I think many people in this uh, immersive experience business would say this, I always say the slime is the star. That's like what everyone comes for. But the people are who make the memories, our staff. And mm-hmm. having hiring the right staff, training them, retaining them um, in an environment that has been just so rocky for, for many years now is probably one of our biggest challenges. Um, and you know, we're, we're seasonal business, so we have fluctuations in, in our workforce. So I think as a team, that's one of our things that we're constantly focused on is how do we hire better? How do we train better? How do we hire for, uh, not only what we want the guest experience to be, but also so that they stay with us for a long time and we don't have to retrain again. Um, yeah, so that's like, that's a big piece. I think the, uh, the other piece that we had no idea was going to be so complicated was this procurement piece, like just getting the tens of thousands of gallons of glue. We partner with Elmer's. They're such a great partner. and We've been so lucky to have them. Um, but getting that glue, getting it into the space and then all the different add-ins, there's 4 million different combinations. So you can imagine um, with the, with each slime, there's different scents, there's different textures. Uh, it all adds up to playing with your senses and the procurement piece in particular coming out of the pandemic was a beast. I bet. No, I can only imagine. I mean, it must've been crazy. So when do you think about developing new products though? And inside of, uh, Slumu. I mean, is we that think about something... it all the time? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's really two kinds of products. There's our actual slime that we're selling both in our retail stores on location and online. And that slime, um, we're constantly creating new cute creatures and scents and combinations and doing drops and creating a reason for people to come back to Slumu and buy more slime. 
But then there's also the experience piece because you don't want people to buy a ticket once and never come back. And we want reasons for people to come back and repeat business. And we're looking to activate the space in simple ways. So um, we might have on our slime and repeat wall where you you put slime up on the wall and add to the history of our spaces, the opportunity to write what you're grateful for if we're around Thanksgiving and stick it up on the wall and people take photos. So there's you know simple things, but really meaningful for people um, that we can activate in the space. And then we're constantly looking at new mini experiences along the way. So um, a great example of, of what we launched in Houston was um, Fru Fru Feels, that's the name. And you go up to this huge wall and you put on uh, a blindfold. Everyone can do it or, or one or two members of your uh, friends or family can do it. And you go along the wall and you feel different pieces and you can try to guess what they are. And what's so interesting, right? Whenever you shut off one sense, another sense becomes more highly activated. And I think especially with sight, people forget what it's like not to see and how much fun it is to discover things. We have simple things like a basketball or a squishy, but we also have grass um, and, you know, different beads. So it's it's pretty cool that we've created another way for people to tap into their senses and play and discover. So one of the things that you mentioned was uh, social media and influencers and how you all have uh, really deployed um, to build this brand. Can you share a little bit like what's worked for you? I know that you've had some very notable um, celebrities that have uh, that have stepped up and and said how great the experience. I would guess like it's uh it's kind of perfect for Instagram, right? For people, uh, the, I I think like just to experience it, people want to show pictures of slime, right? With their friends. I mean, who wouldn't or their family? I mean, or their coworkers, whatever. I bet, you know, that's been huge for you guys. Yeah. And, and we're really lucky in the sense that um, we've, we've had a lot of celebrities and influencers come to us. Um, so people have major, major A-list celebrities just gone online and bought tickets and, and have shown up um, and have posted. And that for us is obviously the most rewarding um, because we know that we're in the zeitgeist of culture and uh, and conversation. Um, but we're also working at, at all levels. It's not just the, the A-listers, right? Like we want to tap into um, the the mommy blogger who is in Atlanta or um, the LGBTQ, you know, influencer who's in Chicago. Like we're working all the time to get our message of joy, play and inclusion out there so that when we're reaching out and saying, Hey, you should come visit us. People really understand um, that it's not just a, a kid's toy, that it's actually something much, much broader. So your brand really emphasizes mindfulness and creativity. You touched on this a bit, but how can anyone kind of incorporate sensory play into their lives? Maybe 
they're not working. Maybe they're part of uh, different groups that they see that this is an opportunity. How else can they really, you know, partner with you guys in some way or um, or work with with you in some way um, to really get increased creativity? I guess. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll highlight a couple things. Two things is our. Um, like we have the corporate initiatives. One is with Goldie Hawn's Mind Up Foundation. And uh, she's focused on bringing mindfulness in particular to school children in underserved communities um, around the U.S. And that's a really important partnership for us because um, mental health and mental well-being is at the core of playing with slime and tapping into your uh, your inner sense of joy. We also have, as I mentioned, our neurodiverse workforce, and that's really critical to us to um, let people know that their child ha- will have an opportunity to get meaningful employment. And we work with local agencies to, to hire, train, provide people with the supports they need from an inclusivity standpoint. But then there's just the, what I would say, the really simple level of if you um, if you visit Slumu Institute, you leave with a slime. So every ticket you leave with a slime. So you have something that you can go home and play with. And we found that this is most meaningful to the uh, 16 or 17 year old who's a little bit jaded, but is forced to go with their sister or brother and ends up using it as a study tool or a, you know something to keep them engaged while they're studying all through through students through college. So um, just the act of playing with slime itself um, provides de-stressing and uh, you know, relaxation. We also have really, really fun products that allow you to custom make your own um, different types of slime. So we have slime building kits, bead kits, and other ways that you can start to experiment and learn how to make slime if you want to go down that route. And they are so much fun for sure. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's really awesome. So what's the best advice for any founder or potential founder out there, someone thinking about starting their own company, knowing what you know today? Now you've got a couple under your belt uh, and very different experiences, but you're a seasoned entrepreneur, founder. Uh, now, what, what would you say is sort of like the best advice that you would give to somebody? Yeah, but my advice is get it 80% right and go. Mm-hmm. The last 20% will cost you either so much time or so much money that you might not even get the product project or product off the ground. Uh, you know, get it out there, start listening to your your customers or your guests, get feedback and keep being flexible and agile in order to adapt and change. And it's it's that is in based in being fearless, right? <laughs> because what what creates that over analysis is the fear that we don't have it right, or maybe it's this, or maybe it's that. Um, I, you know, Karen and I say if we'd hesitated for a minute, we would have we would have never even done the business. Who who would who would do such a crazy thing as to create a slime institute? So it was better like the the financial model, which I made very high level. I looked at almost two years later and I said to Karen, you know, wasn't so far off when it came down to it, right? Like the, the extra 
10 pages of Excel would not have made the business any better or more profitable or any wiser. It was us getting out there and doing it. Well, I'm so happy you did. So Sarah Schiller, co-founder and co-CEO of Slumu, definitely check out their locations, but also check out their website. We'll have all the info in the show notes. But thank you, Sarah, for sharing all about your brand and your wisdom and your journey. Really appreciate it. And good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. I would love to hear from you too, so feel free to DM me. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Undaunted, where I share more about my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.